This is Emma Toscani, and in case you're unaware, there's a special election in Whatcom County on Tuesday, February 13th, and schools are the main topic of concern this time. Voters will be weighing in on proposed levies that fund schools in all districts, among other things. Here to talk with me about the one proposed levy for the Ferndale School District is Superintendent Christy Dominguez and Director of Communications, Selena Rodriguez. How are you guys doing today? Hi, good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. So can you tell me what exactly is a levy? So uh, that's a great question. It's one that we get asked often. I think the easiest way to think about it is levies are for learning, but levies often get confused with bonds. So levies are for learning and bonds are for building. So levies are funds that help supplement our budget to pay for staff, extracurricular items, special education, technology, those items that directly impact student outcomes in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what proposition is on the ballot for Ferndale residents? Proposition 2024-11 is the levy proposition for the Ferndale School District. It is the replacement levy that will replace the voter-approved levy that expired, that voters approved in 2022, which will expire at the end of 2024. Mm-hmm. And what does this levy mean for the district if replaced? Is this any different from the old levy passed in 2022? Really, think of it like an electric bill. Um, you have your lights on your house, you pay for them, and if you don't pay for them, it goes out. So really, like Director Rodriguez said, this is a replacement levy. So we're working to maintain those programs and staff levels that we currently have. While we always are looking at our budget and asking what can we do different, how are we directly supporting student outcomes, we are not asking for any more than we we did previously in terms of what we're trying to replace. Mm -hmm. So what does this levy mean for property tax rates in Ferndale? Well, so what we're doing is we're looking at, you know, people talk often about the rates and they get caught up on the rates. And what we're looking at is this one. If we were looking at this one, it's a dollar forty two would be the first year. And then it moves up um, over four years. I think what's a little unique here in Ferndale is we were on a two year cycle. So one of the points we've heard from our community is didn't we just pass a levy? And we did two years ago. So we are now trying to get on the same cycle as the rest of the district um, in Whatcom County. So we're on a four-year. But what I really want to point out in this uh, replacement levy is that there's a cap. So we're looking at um, rates per thousand assessed property value per year. And so, you know, the first year we're looking at 14 million. And even if we were able to collect more, we cap out there. So we can't ever collect more than what the voters approve. Mm -hmm. So what will happen if this proposition does not pass? Yeah, that's a that's a direct impact to what we're able to offer our students. Actually, that it's about 13 percent of our overall operating budget, which includes up to 11% of our staff. The majority of a school district's budget really is people. We're in the people business. Currently, 110 staff members are levy funded. 100% of our athletic programs are funded through levy dollars, music, theater. So people would see a direct impact to what students are able to access. One of our phrases here in Ferndale is we talk a lot about when you teach to the heart, the mind will follow. And really what we mean by that is that, you know, students and staff show up because it's the things about what we're connected to, what we're passionate about that we love to engage in. And as I walk around and meet with students, it's those extracurricular activities that are funded by the levy that students enjoy. So sadly, those things would go away. In Ferndale School District, we do not have a technology levy. We actually fit technology into our current levy. So 
those supports go away. When people talk to me about what are we actually talking about and who are we talking about, one great example is paraeducators. So currently, the state of Washington funds us out of general or basic ed for seven paraeducators. In most of my elementary schools alone, I have more than seven paraeducators. So the majority of that paraeducation staff is funded through levy dollars. Those are some real numbers that people can identify with and how they directly impact their child. Mm-hmm. Can residents check on how the levy's revenue is being used? Oh, absolutely. All school districts, we have our budget on the webpage, so you can go in there. And actually, recently, um, let me think what the date was. We actually did a study session, and here in Ferndale, we record all of our board meetings and study sessions, and we actually just had a study session. It was kind of a budget 101 that people could go onto our board docs and view and hear about how schools are financed and funded. And there we, we do talk about it. I think one of the key parts that gets confusing is while levy funds, you know, like Director uh, Rodriguez said, the levy is over at the end of 2024, so December 31st, 2024, but the school calendar, when we have to lock in our budget, is in July. So the fiscal calendar and the school calendar aren't the same, so it gets a little confusing as when things are going to start or stop. So that's one key factor. Mm -hmm. And that's a question we've been receiving a lot this time around is why is it being ran in the February election? Why not in the November election? Um, And that's because, like Dr. Dominguez just explained, is because of the the way we collect the funds, right? So getting the levy approved in February would allow us to then budget for this upcoming school year as far as staffing and programs go. Mm -hmm. Going back to what you said about this levy being voted on two years after the previous one, why did you guys change the four-year cycle or was this back on a two-year cycle in the past? Yeah, so because of the, I want to say it was 2020 failure, the district had to come back and rerun it. And so it got got the district off cycle from the neighboring districts. And so now with all of us on the ballot this time um, and all of us running a four-year levy allows us to get back onto the cycle, which historically it brings just more voter turnout. There's more awareness of what levies are if we're all communicating at the same time, right? As well as saving us the cost for putting a measure on the ballot. And why did that levy fail in 2020? Well, I think there were a few factors. And, you know, when I was interviewing for this job, um, I'm new. This is my second year in the role of superintendent here. One thing that I reminded people is people don't know vote no against children. That's one thing that unifies us. But sometimes we don't do a good job with teaching and learning about what the levy dollars are for if we're not transparent with our budget. If we're not being fiscally responsible, if there's questions about leadership or outcomes, you know, people use their vote to communicate, as they do in any election. So a person's right to vote is the way they let us know how things are going. Not being here, that was, as I've met with a lot of voters who actually voted no in the last um, election, those were some of the highlights of things that they were questioning and asking about as we've been meeting with people who are questioning this levy and wanting to know more, I just think the more we can be transparent about our budget and making sure that we're soliciting feedback and able to make sure that the decisions we make about our budget are directly tied to student outcomes, that's been helpful to be able to just tell that story, but also just be very transparent in the message we're trying to share. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wish that I had asked about or anything you would like to add? 
I just think one thing that, and I'm going to meet with some people today, one thing that people keep wondering is why do communities have to run levies? And currently in the state of Washington, that's part of how school funding is set up. You know, if people have questions or are wondering about that, um, I've been encouraging them to reach out to their legislators to get involved at the state level. It's a good question. People are asking the right questions of us. And while I love local control and I want to make sure that I um, we maintain that here and that the value of our community, especially here in Ferndale, um, in the state of Washington, even though I think the perception is school districts are fully funded, they're not. And a lot of the things that districts or communities value, like Ferndale, we love our athletics and we love our arts and we love our theater program. Those things, do they do not come with the basic ed funding that we get. And so even special education, it is the right of our children who qualify for special education, that should be fully funded. And unfortunately, here in Washington State, it's not. So levies are how we make up the difference between what the state is providing for us at school district level and what we actually are needing to run. So I think state advocacy is key for our communities. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Superintendent Dominguez and Director Rodriguez, for speaking with me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. Once again, that was Superintendent Christy Dominguez and Director of Communications Selena Rodriguez of the Ferndale School District speaking on the proposed levies on the special election ballot for Ferndale residents. All districts in Whatcom County will have their own measures for residents to vote on during the special election. All ballots must be dropped off at a ballot box by 8 p.m. on Tuesday, February 13th. For more information about where to drop off your ballot, visit our website, mybellinghamnow.com. Emma Toscani, KGMI News.